are listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. Whose picture are you holding up there? You will never guess who this person is. You are correct, sir. I'm not sure I don't. I Yeah, I don't know who that is. You're right. Uh, it uh, It's somebody who has the, the name of a uh, uh, regular mixer of cocktails. The name of a regular mixer of, is her name Bartender? No, uh, her name is... No rush, no rush. People aren't in her. Her name is Ann Seltzer. Her name is Ann Seltzer. She is a pollster. She was the pollster at uh, in Iowa, the regular pollster in Iowa. And she is uh, the voice of God among pollsters. She's, uh, everybody respects her. She almost always gets it right. Uh, she's gone out on a limb in a couple of a couple of times when she mm-hmm. said Obama was going to win the Iowa primary big. Nobody believed her. He won the Iowa primary big. When she, when she said Trump was way ahead in Iowa, nobody believed her. She was right. So, uh, and, and just when things are drifting toward the Republicans slowly and, and insecurely, she comes out with a poll saying uh, the Democrats are four points ahead in the generic ballot. And, and, and it really bothers people who, on, on the Republicans. Like you, for example. Like, like, you, for me, example. like me and Ryan Drudusky and people who, who uh, want the Republicans to win the midterms uh, because, uh, because we, <laughs> did, they wait, respect well, I'm her. Just curi- I'm just curious. Why did you pick that name out of the air? Who is Ryan Drudusky and why did Ryan he- Drudusky is a, is a, is a, um, uh, a, a young guy who's, uh, knows a lot about politics and polling. I follow mm-hmm. him on Twitter. He started the 1776 project, which is he realized that with with a with a not gargantuan effort, he could overturn school boards all over the woke school boards all over the country, which he's okay. doing with great. Okay, you've success. said enough. You've said enough. Whatever. Uh, I was just it just seems strange. Go ahead. Go ahead. Proceed. Uh, Ann Seltzer. Anyway, he he was troubled. Okay, he's constantly posting. Well, I'm things. sure billions of people, millions of people were troubled. I was just wondering why but him, and it, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Because it was Seltzer. a sta- it was a statement against interest. He would normally be posting pro Republican things, and he goes, "Whoa, Ann Seltzer. Well, we have to rethink this." Oh, I see. Uh, so, uh, so uh, basically, the, the, that is sort of the the mixed picture in the election is. You know, abortion is fading. There's the Biden sort of run out of things, new new uh, initiatives. He's been reduced to Social Security this early in the campaign. That's always the final closing argument of Democrats is Republicans are going to take your Social Security. Uh, He's yet he's resorted to it uh, six weeks before the election. Uh, And and so it seems to be. Uh, things seem to be reasserting themselves in a pro-Republican direction, but who knows? Uh, there, you know, there, there's, uh, there's troubling warning signs. The, uh, there is a. Um, anyway, you probably don't want to talk about the election to start with. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I, that's good news. I'm happy. This is you're saying this is serious <laughs> good news, right, for people like me. This well, it's, is it's serious good news for person. Because because you're right. Well, I had been hearing that that, you know, the air was slowly starting to go out of the Democrats balloon. There, there are there are a couple of things. One is 
she apparently in a, in a in a clerical error or something she missed the first day of polling so this number only applies from the second day on and it reduces the number of people she polled so it, it's a relatively low number uh and uh but she missed it in the sense of not starting to ask people questions or in the I sense think she of didn't, what she forgot to ask him the first question which is are you oh, yeah. voting for the she Democrat? She sounds super or the reliable. I think we should put a lot of stock in what she says. <laughs> well, she forgot to set her alarm uh, and skipped half of the yeah. missed half of the polls she was taking. Uh, uh, correct. Well, I don't know if it's half. There, I, I think it was a multi-day poll. But oh, um, in that case, and, and, and Nate Cohen of the New York Times ragged her for this. Um, the right uh, uh, the um, you know Sean Trend, who is the other voice of God. These guys have uh, great names. I mean, I uh, gotta say, his is a little more apt than Seltzer, but <laughs> oh, the uh, uh, Sean Trend, if that really is your name, points out that uh, there are no swing states anymore, so you shouldn't expect a big swing in either direction. Uh, no swing districts anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Republicans are not going to get sixty seats uh, the way they used to be able to. When there were a lot of swing districts and they'd all tilt one way or the other. Uh, so um, that that sort of he thinks that sort of makes it uh, very, very likely that the Republicans will take the House. But, uh, uh, you know, he 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 hedges his bets a bit. Uh, there there's there's a there's some good news for the Republicans in the Senate. Uh, Fetterman is fading quite quickly. Uh, he's down to two points in a recent poll, two point lead over Oz. Hard as that is, to and why? Why do you think that is? Uh, has he been making public appearances and sounding like he doesn't have? I his think faculties? he hasn't. He hasn't been making public appearances, uh -huh. and Oz has been actually hitting him on issues as opposed to like crime. Uh, and uh, and Pennsylvania is not that democratic a state, so mm -hmm. those three things. Uh, uh, and uh, so uh, well, probably he, one 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 effect of all this is probably to lower the expectations for Fetterman for the debate, we hope. And then he can come in I and surprise right. us by being right. at 94 percent of his regular right. self. Uh, yes, that could happen. Uh, so, war, it, it looks like the Republicans are not doing that well in Georgia. Oh, they are good. doing very well in Nevada. So and they're not doing well in Arizona. So it's going to, I think. Uh, you well, know, the it, Democrats hold Arizona, and if they win in Arizona and Georgia, they they hold the Senate. I don't think so. No, they have to because, win either Pennsylvania or Nevada. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, they're going to win if they win Nevada, Ohio with JD Vance, Wisconsin, and North Carolina, an overlook race that's very close. Uh, then, if they win one more, either Pennsylvania or Georgia, they control the Senate. Wait, who's they? Republicans? Uh, Republicans, yes. The other, uh, I must ask uh, about Democrats, but I may have said the wrong word. There, uh, it's, uh, oh, so yeah, you're right. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'm thinking. No, I, I, I interpreted yes. well, it. Republicans in my are to you what Democrats are to yeah, me, so it's right, easy to get right. mixed up. The, unless there's there is the dark horse that I am pushing, uh, which is Utah, which it seems to me could flip to the Democratic side. It, it, actually, the candidate is mm -hmm. the independent Evan McMullen, uh, former third party presidential candidate, who apparently is backed oh, by yes. all the all the prominent anti-Trump, uh, you know, ex-Republicans. 
like mm-hmm. Mike Murphy and Bill Crystal, and mm, uh, and 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 there's this rule called the incumbent rule. Are you aware of the incumbent rule? Mm, no. The incumbent rule says that uh, the last poll before the election, if it shows the incumbent at forty percent or forty-two percent or fifty-five percent, that's all the incumbent's going to get. All the ins- all the undecided vote traditionally goes to mm, the challenger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're at 49% and you're the incumbent, you're going to lose because the other guy's going to get 51%. Uh, that's what the rule says. It doesn't always work, but it mostly works. Uh, Mike Lee is polling at 40%, okay? For an incumbent, that's just terrible, okay? He's, he's toast. He's toast. And I'm, call, I'm calling th- this one, Mickey. I'm calling this you, one. I'm, I'm invoking th- the incumbent rule. Mike Lee is th- toast. <laughs> you would think he'd be toast. And, and and I think we talked about this before. He did something to piss off the Mormon Church, so the the actual church structure uh, is against him for some reason. Mitt Romney. Did no one explained to him the first rule of running for office in Utah. Well, you is hear he, it different ways. This is in yeah. He is he is a Mormon. He's the son of the former president of Brigham Young. His Mormon credentials are good, but he's pissed off the church hierarchy. So admit he may have. He may, may have more purchase with the actual Mormon voters and with the church, but you still mm-hmm. don't want to piss off the church because they have levers they could push, pull, and, uh, you know, like Mitt Romney hasn't endorsed him, okay? Yeah. Uh, so that's a big deal. If Mitt Romney endorsed him, he'd win. Uh, so um, anyway. So it's looking like Warnock in Georgia at the moment. That's good news. I just don't think I can stand Herschel Walker in political life. I'm sorry. I have. Well, they, they and have, I rooted for him. I rooted for him when he was have, with the Cowboys. They have two. Um, uh, they have two debates, I think. Or maybe it's one debate. Any of the debates are still to come. So presumably mm-hmm. Warnock will increase after the debates. What I wonder is, you know, the Bradley effect, which is people lie to pollsters and say they're going to vote. For Tom Bradley, when really they're not because they were yeah. racist. That that's what's yeah. in California. Uh, I think people are lying to pollsters and saying they're going to vote for Fetterman, uh, even though in the voting booth they're going to say, "Wait, this guy's had a stroke; he can't do the job," and they're huh. going to vote for the other guy. And the same with Walker; they're going to say, "I'm voting for Walker." In the voting booth, they're going to say, "Wait, this guy's no, not smart. no." You mean Warnock, right? Or, or... no? I think Walker. Oh, you it's think like, Walker? They don't oh, want so to admit cases, They don't want to admit that they have doubts about the mental faculties. Yes. Correct. Hmm. Correct. And that that would produce a Bradley effect that would favor Oz and Warnock. Uh, um, okay. That's my argument. That's okay. My, well, uh, those would cancel each other out. Uh, uh, they we'll don't. See. They don't. Because in my scenario, if, if either one of them turns Republican, the Republicans win. Is that right? Wait, you're saying the Democrats have to hold both Georgia and Pennsylvania to hang on in the Senate? That's assuming that, they the way they win Nevada. And I think North we Carolina. said this last week, and yeah. it scared me then too. That assumes they win Nevada and North Carolina, which I think Republican, do. Republicans, Republicans win Nevada. Yeah, uh, North Carolina um, looks closer than Nevada at this point. Anyway, anyway, it's um. Look, there will it, probably yeah. Go ahead. No, uh, it, it it you know. There, there. Uh, I just, I just think that Biden is showing sort of signs of desperation. We have the crime issue is obviously hurting him. We have EJD on writing how the Democrats can turn crime to their advantage, and he just, it's, it's wildly unconvincing. It's they should how, say, how does he want to do it? Well, first, just actually say, rob people. That would do it. If no, you just for, take no. the money, you will have benefited from crime. There's, uh, there is a money point I want to make later, but um, 
the it it first you first you say yes we want the police we think the police could help we're not for defunding the police and then you say democrats are doing nothing about crime because they're not dealing with the root causes of crime you they're mean not, you say republicans are doing nothing about crime. republicans are doing nothing about crime the democrats would say republicans are doing nothing about crime because they're defunding mental health services and they're not solving right. poverty and yeah. so they're and, and that's just insane. I mean, if that'll, you're being that'll work with people who are already going to vote Democratic, that'll work well. Right, right. And it, it, it first is crazy to say Republicans are doing nothing about crime. Their whole point is getting tough on crime deters crime. So that that's doing something about crime. And the yeah, same but he way- wants to say Democrats are doing that kind of right. I mean, he, he wants to say we're we're behind the police and all that. Right. Although the way they phrase it is, you know, the police can be useful in their role. I mean, it's never it's never very it's never very gung ho. <laughs> And the other thing is, when you're being mugged, you don't think about root causes. I'm sorry. It's I like, speak for yourself. Every time I've gotten mugged, I've asked the person, "Did you do you feel anxiety now? Is there did I say something that triggers you?" That's what I say. Well, you're Mr. Cognitive Empathy, but um, mm-hmm. I sure am. Uh, anyway, <laughs> made a um, big announcement in my newsletter this week, but I suppose we can talk about that in the parrot. I, it was big, although it had a familiar ring. You mean because I claimed I was going to write a book once before and didn't? Correct. In my newsletter, yes, but this time I've signed a book contract. All right. I cashed the check. Okay. I'm no on wonder you're looking, the hook. No wonder you're looking flush. I, I, You know, I'll tell you, money does something to a man. By the way, you got a haircut. That's great. Bye-bye Brillo pads. That's a good look. This is no, a good look. Well, I think it, 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 uh. Now it, your beard, also your beard. Did you did you do a toning down of the beard? The barber took care of the beard. She knows. I what was going to suggest that last yeah. week. You know, you need that kind of nine day growth look, and you had gotten up to two weeks, and it was starting to look a little <laughs> like something an old person would have, which of course I, neither of I, us would have. I was, I was starting to look like Gandalf. Uh, that hadn't occurred to me. I was, I was thinking of Mitch. Oh, the Gandalf is a revered figure. So I mean. No, I'm not impugning Gandalf. Um, so the 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 money point is, I might as well sneak this in. Uh, it I mean, turned before out we turn to the fact that long before this election, the world will have been immolated correct. in a nuclear war. Correct. Okay, good. Now's this is the point, time. Only we will only care about this point now. It turned out that during the Queen Elizabeth funeral, Democratic fundraising declined because they're heavily dependent on cable news. And the cable news was covering the queen. So that's why they're so upset about CNN turning toward the center, because mm. they're not going to be able to raise cash from CNN if CNN is no longer a reliable liberal outlet the way MSNBC is. It, it hits them in their pocketbook directly. Is it's this not already just, visibly, visibly happening? That CNN is turning toward the center? Yeah. I mean, I know well, that's the plan. They, they, they fired, they fired Jeffrey, the, Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. They fired Don Lemon. They, they fired, fired the Brian media Seltzer, guy. the media guy. Right. Uh, although the guy they replaced him with, I'm sure, is still a liberal. Who uh, is the guy still... they replaced him with? Somebody I'd know? Darcy somebody. And I forget if Darcy is his first name or his last name. No, I didn't realize there still <laughs> were Darcy's, uh, actually. Uh, the, uh, anyway, the, um, uh, there's still people sort of spouting incredibly liberal, crazy takes on CNN all the time. So the ship hasn't turned around, but that's what panics the Dems is less money. Hmm. It has a crude Marxist explanation. Huh. Anyway, 
So um, also worse messaging from their point of view, though. CNN is right, no longer but, no longer their mouthpiece. Not that it was. I wouldn't say that, but it was. Right. No, that's true. But uh, but I hadn't realized that the cash angle goes hand in hand with the messaging angle. Mm. Um, anyway, let's turn to the end of the world. So, yeah. So last week I said when uh, Putin did the mobilization thing, he'd cross the Rubicon. If if there was anything wrong with saying that, it was that it was premature by a week, because although we, we envisioned his annexation of these four provinces, he hadn't actually done it. There was some chance he would hold back on that, use it as a bargaining chip. Now he's done it. Now he has truly crossed the Rubicon. What is what is what is crossing the Rubicon mean in this context? Well, he's defined uh, these four oblasts in Ukraine as Russian territory. And he doesn't even control nearly all of them yet. And that that means that in, in, you know, I don't think it's much of an exaggeration to say he is staking his regime, not only to holding the line in Ukraine militarily, but significantly expanding the amount of territory well, what, uh, Ukraine controls. But 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 it, that's better than staking the line on taking Kiev and taking all of Ukraine and and not and uh, removing well, the government. Better, which looked like than, his previous goal. So he's reduced his goals to the Donbass. And as. Uh, well, no, think, no, 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 no. This isn't just the Donbass. A and B, he left Kiev a long time ago. You know, as of a month ago, there were hopes that he would settle for much less than these four provinces. Uh, I mean, the hopes on, on the Ukrainian side were that they would roll uh, the Russian presence back and that Putin could live with that. Uh, but, uh, but now, I mean, again, he, he is, he is committed to fight for a lot more territory at the moment. He's not in position to do that. Uh, as I said last week, once the mobilization cranks up, you never know. I think it could well be that by this spring, if not sooner, uh, Russia's in the march in Ukraine. They have there, in principle, a massive manpower advantage. If they can mobilize enough people and he doesn't encounter crippling political blowback there, in the process. There was a, a Russian expert at Brookings who said uh, this actually increases the chance. She had fr previously first thought that it decreased the chance of nuclear war because now Putin has an achievable goal that he doesn't have to use nuclear weapons uh, to, to tactical nukes to, to achieve. Uh, but th then she said, no, wait, this mobilization opens up a window where Ukraine can attack before the mobilization takes full effect, before those people arrive on the battlefield and attack in the South. And if the Russian troops in the South are as demoralized as the prestigious Institute for the Study of War, is that it, uh, uh, proclaims, they may have success. So if the Russian troops in the South start collapsing the way the troops around Kharkiv collapsed, then he might be tempted to use nukes. Yeah, no, I was saying last week I quoted a different uh, a different woman at a different, uh, not at a think tank, at a university who, who pointed out that if the mobilization could shore up Putin's battle lines, that would decrease the chances of, of uh, nuclear war, which is basically what you're saying. Um, you know, could he, look, as we speak, I mean, I didn't check Twitter right before we signed on, but this significant town of Lehman is in the process of falling into Ukrainian hands. You know, the part of the upshot of the big Russian retreat in the Kharkiv area was to seriously compromise Russian logistics 
in the Donbass broadly, for the Ukrainians to take Lehman would would make uh, the, those kinds of Russian problems even worse. So, uh, you know, Wait, is Lehman in the Donbass? I'm an idiot. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay. It's I believe it's in Donetsk. The um, and and, you know, uh, Anatole Levin uh, said in The Guardian this week and also on my podcast that he thinks if there is a significant military setback uh, by which he means something, I think, on the order of the Kharkiv thing, not just losing Lehman, but say, for example, if uh, Kherson to the west of, of the uh, Dnieper River fell, I, I'm guessing he didn't use that example. He would think then there's a real chance of a palace coup. He envisioned a, a a pretty smooth transition where they they guarantee Putin, you know, his wealth and his personal security, and and he and he does and he waltzes off Boris Yeltsin style. But you know, Putin does, is not going to like that scenario. So so yeah, it's at that point if he thinks there's a real threat of a palace coup that you can imagine him starting to think about a tactical nuclear weapon, maybe for demonstration purposes, maybe for something else. Now I should say. Right now, I don't see signs of a Russian military collapse on that scale. Ukrainians have not made much progress in, in Kherson, as far as we can tell. Now, collapse could happen at any moment. Sometimes I, it works that way. But I don't understand. If, 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 if he's losing, and losing would cause a palace coup, and he, he uses tactical nukes, won't that just move up the date of the palace coup? They'll say, we have to stop this madman now before he gets us in a nuclear war. Uh, well, the cause of the palace coup wouldn't be the fear that he's crazy. It would just be that he's losing. And uh, well, but there's I mean, that, that's I suppose that's possible. There's some people who say somebody very confidently predicted. I forget who, who it was in all the things I've read that if he uses nuclear weapons, the Chinese uh, bail out. The Chinese won't will abandon their alliance with him because it's too embarrassing for them. I think that's a real possibility. Again, it's, well, so it's a last resort kind of thing. It's a. Well, that's something to think about if you're planning a coup and you want to maintain the friendship with the Chinese, you know. All, all these things could happen. I, I, I mean, but, you know, the, the other thing is there's all kinds of uh, fairly extreme provocative things you could do that aren't a tactical nuclear weapon, but that could have catastrophic consequences in the sense of turning it into a wider war, you know, like, like blowing up pipelines. Well, a good example of how weird the shit is getting, man. I, I don't I don't know. I don't feel like have a clear idea of who did that. Everybody um, else everybody else seems to, except for Mr. Ann Applebaum. I thought I thought we were at a stage where you and Ann Applebaum are gonna have a rapprochement because you and her husband were both suspicious of, of who did it. Everybody else says it's Russia. But now it, he's taken, he, he, he is Radek Sikorsky. He's former defense minister of Poland. He's married to Ann Applebaum, very anti-Soviet, very anti-Russian. And uh, he tweeted with, the, with the, you know, the pipeline gas bubbling up to the surface, a picture of that saying, thank you, USA. And then he followed up with wait, four or five. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's Applebaum's husband who did that? Yes. Oh, now is he former foreign minister or former defense former minister? Former defense minister. Former well, see, uh, that's fascinating. I had no idea. I mean, I knew that this Polish foreign uh, defense minister or foreign some minister had tweeted, thank you, USA, which which tells you, if nothing else, that it does, in principle, make straightforward sense for America to do it. I don't mean that we did, it, it, but but in terms of game theory logic, we are among the people who would not be unhappy about this in theory. 
So anyway, that's that's fascinating. But has he walked? Hasn't he walked that back? Well, he hasn't. I don't know if he's walked it back. He's deleted the tweets. Well, that's kind of uh, like a walk back. I would think that's why. And it's it's commonly one common interpretation that a, a lot of people have given it is that they were sort of sardonic trolling. He wasn't really serious. He was just pointing out that you know mocking the Russians by saying you shot yourself in the foot because I think this is something the Americans would do. Uh, uh, so I have the faintest idea. I don't know the guy, but he's, huh. he, he was cited by Tucker Carlson as, uh, you know, a reason to mm. suspect the United States. And now it's considered, oh, it was just a troll. I've been huh. very bad at detecting trolls lately. I took it seriously, but, uh, well, apparently guess that a guy who married Ann Applebaum has bad judgment. Uh, anyway, this shows bad judgment, Mickey. I, I got to say, I mean, I mean, even to not even if he was kidding and to not anticipate that, uh, you know, well, how, is it, consider how, is, how is it bad judgment if he wasn't kidding since you sort of. Well, then he's blowing America's be- cover. Obviously, they don't want people to know that they did this if they did it. Well, he but he's not in. A, nobody thinks he's in a position to know he's not in power anymore. Well, still, think. it. it the, the one reason it's obvious, I mean, I don't quite, you know, the the arguments for it not being Russia are seem credible. Why would they blow up their own pipeline if they ever want to restore gas to, uh, you know, to to Europe? If 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 Europe releases the sanctions, don't they want the pipeline to exist? On the other end, they could repair it. Uh, but um, it, uh, the one reason it 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 it's it's it. it, 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 it doesn't seem like it's America's. It's not something Biden would ever do. You wouldn't think he's, so. He's not that audacious. You would not think so. And you would not think that the other parties in the West that it would make obvious sense for, and there are some, including Ukraine, apparently including the Baltic states, uh, even assuming any of them have the capacity to do it, and I don't know about that, you wouldn't think they do it without getting a green light from the U.S. And again, you wouldn't think Biden would green like this. You wouldn't think America would do it. On the other hand, I don't. The, the the arguments for Russia doing it are so much less straightforward in theory, right? In game theory terms, it's like you know, first like like you saw, uh, well, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, first of all, there's this thing about force majeure, like Russia wants to have an excuse not to honor the gas contracts if they want to continue to hold, withhold gas from Europe. It's like, you get, they're violating international law on this epic fucking scale. They, they illegally annex 20% of a country today, and they're, like, worried about getting sued or something? I mean, give me a break. Maybe, I maybe. agree. The, the better argument, and uh, I've seen this from one of our, uh, our followers, Lauren Verzukas, I don't know how you pronounce his name, and, and a I, bunch look, of other places, which is they were trying to demonstrate to the Poles and the Danes and other countries with pipelines that they can destroy them anytime they want. So it's like, ha- it's, like ex- it's like setting up the demonstration bomb of Hiroshima instead of bombing Hiroshima. You're showing them they could do it. Why would you set up the demonstration by destroying your own pipeline? I don't quite know. But um, well, I think the argument there might be uh you want you don't want to be so provocative as to destroy their pipeline. On the other hand, as somebody pointed out, German Germany is, I think, a co-investor in this, so it's still like an act of war because Germany owns part of it. But anyway, the uh, I had an extended exchange with him on Twitter. I again, I haven't looked at Twitter in hours. At last uh, check, he had not replied to my pressing him on like 
what exactly does Russia hope will happen in response to this vague threat that they might blow something up? One thing happens is the price of oil goes up, which helps Russia because they sell oil and hurts Europe. Uh, which would then have to pay more for oil and and uh, and and throw sort of a, you know they were losing the 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 oil war in Europe and this sort of resets it. Well, did the price a, of oil go up? I mean, I yes. don't think yes, it, it did. Um, I don't know how long it did, but it did. Uh, so I, so you know they, they, their whole hope is to bring Europe to its knees, and this is one possible step he might have thought would help. Yeah, it's. You know, it does seem more like Russia to do this than it seems like the other countries to do it. I agree. It's just that the logic to me is less straightforward. Also, I don't know, this Biden administration, man, these these guys, you know, Sullivan, Blinken, all these people, they get into like melodramatic, you know, spy guy mode. And and, and I don't know. You never know. But. Well, that's always there, but uh, it just doesn't seem very. I mean, for for Biden himself, does not seem there. There was this one quote that Sikorsky pointed to when when Biden said that you know that this 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 pipeline will not go into effect, and somebody said, "You have no, how how are you going to do that?" And Biden says something like, "Trust me, we can do it." <laughs> uh, well, and that yeah. was sort of that was sort of ev- evocative, but no, he didn't say it explicitly. Uh there uh there's another uh, another a related theory i heard from somebody uh, who pointed out to me that german he was in the presence of germans i guess germans somebody when he said that and the argument there was maybe american germany you know conspired because the german political leadership wants its hands uh to be tied it doesn't want to have to say to the people we're going to abide by sanctions and deprive you of gas or something or, or, or and it doesn't want to be pressured by them to relieve uh, sanctions pressure on Russia so that Russia will let the gas flow. So it just makes it impossible for the gas to flow through these pipelines. I don't know. And, and there's a rally round effect. Now everybody's going to be for sanctions. So, you know, because yeah. they think Russia did it. And, and because I never want to miss a chance to connect Victoria Newland to a conspiracy, there is also video of her saying, the, the, if the Russians invade, uh, the Nord Stream pipeline will, you know, gas gas won't keep flowing. But but this does, if nothing else, drive home how clear, you know, before the war, America, Newland, Biden, you know, they were saying if the war happens, we want this gas to end. Well, now you're telling us it's in Russia's interest. OK, could could be could be. And, and not only for it to end. I mean, we know that Russia was willing to end the flow of gas to use his leverage. but then to tie its own hands so that it doesn't have the capacity to restore the gas and thereby use the gas but as it, a leverage. It, it, it can be restored in a matter of months, I think. Well, It's not like the pipeline is they have to start from, from scratch. Do you want to finance that project after what happened just happened? <laughs> Come on. Um, I mean, I guess if you're the people who did it, uh, you'd feel you could guarantee that it won't happen again. Appar- uh, 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 apparently, smart people think the entire German industrial model depends on cheap Russian gas. Mm. And and so uh this this would be a blow to that if the Germans have not resigned themselves to coming up with a different industrial model. Their industrial model is in trouble in many in mm. from many directions. It also I believe depends on cheap imports from China. 
I knew we were heading. I could tell by the tone of your voice we were heading in a Mickey territory. Also, no. isn't isn't there isn't there child tax credit kind of a problem? No, but immigration is exactly. Um, <laughs> so wait, so wait before except, blah, 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 except the oh, immigration the immigration issue has elected a pro Ukrainian fascist in Italy. So I I know congratulations on that fascism on the is on the march. But before we before we get to that, I just want to uh, where we were was like. Uh, you know, there's there's just various ways this war can become a wider war um, involving involving Europe broadly and NATO. And I, I'm not I still I'm not sure people understand the gravity of where we are right now, because now we're talking about I don't see any way around a very long conflict in which uh, Russia is determined to gain a lot of ground and the stakes are very high for Putin. And if oh. that's if that starts not happening uh, or or God forbid, from his point of view or the, the, the rollback continues, uh, he starts getting desperate. Why doesn't it open the way for a potential settlement where he gets the Donbass and they stop the war or they remain like North Korea and South Korea, you know, facing off against each other? And and it's done. And we avoided I'm the. I mean, I'm going to repeat something I said earlier. These are, there are four oblasts he just said are Russian territory. Right. Only two of them are the Donbass. Okay. okay. This is an expansive conception of, uh, you know, he does not control all his territory yet. And it goes well right. beyond the so Donbass. We have a, so we have a long grinding war where he gets the territory he doesn't control and, and, that is not. And then what Ukraine that, says, you know, this is cool with us. Has that been their attitude so far? No, but they, they have nothing they can do about it if they're losing militarily and we won't give them the arms they want to take it back. So, oh, I think we will give them it. the arms. I think we will give them the arms because for Biden, this is a big loss if Russia succeeds in taking all this territory. So, so do you think American uh, people give a shit about the extra two provinces he's he's annexed? Do you think it matters what the American people think? I yes. mean, I think Biden, maybe eventually, but everything, it's be a everything, while. everything Biden does is political. Well, that's what I just said. And, and right. Uh, well, and okay. So it doesn't help him politically. I mean, I, so I think it's, it's going to be a long time before the American people get weary of this whole thing. That's my judgment. Uh, there's also probably a lot he can do unilaterally. Uh, but, uh, you know, without Congress, I mean, I assume Congress would be more responsive to a popular revolt, you know, more immediately than he would. But I, I, I just, I just think it's going to be a long time before America bails out and uh, it's going to be a fair amount of time before, uh, Ukraine runs out of soldiers. This is going to go well, on a long We don't have to bail and... out. It just, we just have to fund it as a grinding stalemate. And at some point stalemate sort of fizzle. You know, well, uh, they, they, they have a line I mean, of again, again, I don't think he Biden is going to be as casual as you are. It's he if Putin acquires all this territory, Biden lost. And it isn't just political. It's the history books. The guy is in his 70s, late 70s. You care about that's half the reason Putin invaded in the first yeah. place. Probably you care about the history books, you know, um, and. This is going to be a Mickey so, comment, but it's a good. Go ahead, finish it. We'll finish what you were going to say. Sorry. Most of many of your comments are Mickey comments, but uh, I just uh, so I, I I think we're talking long, hard slog. Every week, 
there's a chance of just something going awry that intensifies uh, the the war. You know, I, I wrote this column after Dugan's daughter was assassinated and said, this is just an example of how uh, wild cards show up. The longer war drags on, this could inflame the nationalist base in Russia. And I, I had no idea what I was talking about, but there was, I think I mentioned this, this column in the New York Times uh, by a woman who's actually been on my podcast, uh, uh, who wrote a book called Is Russia Fascist, I think. And uh, she said the Dugan thing was a big turning point and, and it prepared the ground uh, in, in terms of uh, the nationalist sentiment in Russia for this big Kharkiv loss to be to become pivotal. And but, it, it, you know, but you see, polls showing that, you see polls showing that the mobilization has turned popular sentiment against the war. Now, it's not a democracy. Putin doesn't need to, to have a majority behind him, but it went from like 60, 30 to 30, 60 uh, in a week or something. Wait, uh, is that right? 60 against the war? That's what the poll I said said. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, I, I will say this is this is another wild card. Putin is certainly sensitive to popular support. You know, they're now saying, well, well, the mobilization was never supposed to include anybody but reserves. Anything else was a mistake. We're sorry. I mean, he he is uh, worried about this. And I have no idea about that. That's the other thing that could happen is he has no support for further mobilization um, or even or even of actually mobilizing 300,000 people. And so he, he but even that, you know, he's still in kind of a pickle. He still faces uh, an existential threat to his regime, not to Russia. And that's when crazy shit if happens. He, if he settles for the parts of the Donbass he has, do you think that's an existential threat to him? No. Uh, yeah, I think it is. To his regime. Not, not to him personally. They might not kill him. But yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think... He only, I, I don't got think two, he only got two of the four provinces, so they, so they get rid of him? He doesn't even have those two. Okay. He but, doesn't but, even have Donetsk. He's got, he's got almost all of Luhansk. But if he takes if he if he if he takes what he has now and says okay that's it he 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 falls no that's what I'm saying annexation annexation makes what would have been conceivable not conceivable oh I see okay he's calling it Russian territory no there leaders was- who fail to secure their own territory often run into political trouble and he just said it's his t- it's their territory. But you're implying that there, you're you're almost like Ann Applebaum implying there's like a a delicate uh, tripwire for when there'll be a coup in Russia, and I'm not sure he's, you know, in that much trouble. Yeah. Um, I yield to experts, and a lot of people <laughs> think that. I mean, I don't know that much about Russian politics, but a lot of people think. Um, I I mean, look, it would be considered ignominious failure in any event for him to go out and annex these four provinces and make no more progress or even to get rolled back, which is what's happening in some parts of it now. Uh, now, um, some, uh, people, some people drew a distinction between the Donbass and Crimea, which I didn't quite understand. Oh, the, totally. The, what's the distinction? Well, for one thing, Crimea was not even within the Soviet Union part of the Ukrainian Republic until the 1950s when Khrushchev transferred it. Not coincidentally, he was Ukrainian. Um, So, so Crimea is, is, is even more sacrosanct to Russia than the Donbass. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And and there is more clearly support among the people or was I you know I think that referendum they may have inflated the numbers but I think an honest vote would have gone in favor of joining Russia in the case of Crimea. With these I, I would say uh, the numbers are surely inflated, but we just honestly don't know how much support there is. And there may be non-trivial support uh, for what, in fact, the outcomes of the of the referendum was, because uh, a lot of the pro-Ukrainian people have fled. You know, Russia comes in, invades the place. Naturally, the people who most hate Russia, most right. like Ukraine, leave. And so that's one of many reasons it's not a legitimate referendum in the first place. But it may be that there is uh, considerable support in some of these places for joining Russia. We just don't know. Now, I can't believe there's 97 percent support. Or whatever the numbers were. Final, final quick thing on the mobilization thing. I've heard from a couple of people now, something I hadn't heard before, that they're going to use a lot of these quickly mobilized troops to replace seasoned, well-trained Russian soldiers in other parts of Russia, like in the Far East. Okay, and they're going to go to Ukraine. Huh. A. Uh, that makes more sense. B. It does, and it's more alarming from Ukraine's point of view. Um, B, I guess I would say I now see it seems the most likely ways for this to end, you know, barring uh catastrophe or or you know regional expansion of the war are either uh Ukraine prevails on the battlefield, they at least hold the line, maybe push the Russians back eventually. There is a palace coup, and it's uh, it's fairly graceful and the new regime uses Putin's departure as an excuse to settle for a deal he couldn't afford to settle for. There's, mm -hmm. there's that possibility. And then the other possibility is, uh, Russia does secure all four of these oblasts. And by then Ukraine is so depleted of soldiers and perhaps having more trouble getting weapons, uh, that, Russia starts uh, menacing other areas, maybe takes Odessa, who knows? Um, and uh, Ukraine says, no mas, no mas. I think those are the two scenarios. I think it's going to be a while before either happens. Either one is fine with us, right? No. <laughs> I mean, these are bad. I mean, I mean they're, they're bad all, outcomes, but they're better than all the other outcomes. That's my point. Well, both are worse than if we had negotiated seriously and that had succeeded. I don't right. know if it would have succeeded, but one reason well, we don't know is we didn't try. But and that's B, it. yeah. That's water under the bridge. We're talking about the options that are conceivable now. Well, yeah, those are better than nuclear war. Yes, those are better than nuclear war, but it, it would be deeply regrettable if Russia winds up with these four, uh, these four provinces, because right. that is... You know, it's it's positive reinforcement for illegal right. invasion, illegal annexation. And, you know, now everybody's talking about what a disaster this was for Putin. As time passes, you know, the, the Russian history books will say, hey, we're a bigger country now. And Putin's the reason. Right. right. The um, uh, Ukraine has applied to NATO. Are they going to get in? You wouldn't think immediately. I mean, it's I think it's intrinsically a drawn out process. So but I, oh, I, I, I don't know. I would have thought that you would be alarmed at the possibility that we would say yes. I, I, yeah, I hope we don't say yes, but, uh, but I, I don't, I don't, 
I, I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime yeah. soon. Um, I have my Mickey point, but you, uh, are we nearing our time limit? Uh, we got a few minutes. Okay. Well, you were worried about, you were worried about, uh, Biden making the connection between his war against autocracy at home against the MAGA Republicans and, 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 and his war against autocracy around the globe. And, and he would declare like the unified purpose of his administration is war on autocracy. Uh, well, there's a third leg of that now because his big, one of his two big problems in the midterms is, is immigration along with crime. And uh, he's realizing it's hurting him. And it, the new party line is the immigrants are fleeing autocracy. So letting them in is part of our grand battle against autocracy. You, you know all, what? They're all refugees from Venezuela and Cuba. And what, you like autocracy? If you don't like autocracy, we have to let them in. And bizarrely, Rupert Murdoch's Fox is sort of echoing yeah. this. How about, how about an alternative narrative? They are fleeing the effect of American sanctions. Why is life so miserable in, in Venezuela? Why is life so miserable well, the left in Cuba? Will, the left will adopt that too. I mean, they'll, they'll you know, any weapon, any, any weapon to hand. But uh, the Biden, the party line that they think will affect voters is not our sanctions are driving them because, the, yeah. you know, we don't have sanctions against Mexico and all sorts of other countries that uh, that are sending sending. But I do think they are. I, I mean, it, it does so happen that the autocracies are the sanctioned countries. So you can always match their narrative about autocracy. Right. With, right. Well, they'll the do sanctions. they'll no, do no, both. I, I but the voters are not going to respond to the one and not the well, other. Well, Biden won't do both. Biden okay. won't do both. Okay. okay, he could relieve the sanctions. Right, he's pro sanction. But, but my point is that he's he is there is a, now another brick cemented into the grand autocracy wall, grand battle against autocracy wall. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be harder and harder for, you know, for uh biden to say to tell john meacham you know that speech didn't work let's let's try something else i'm really for social security that's the that's the well focus also of my, my presidency the italy election furthers the narrative uh you know right i mean it gives them another well, another authoritarian or, or authoritarian if, uh, perceived to be authoritarian if, leaning if, country if you, if you read about. if you read chris caldwell's piece on Maloney in Compact Magazine, which is the best thing I've read, not that I've read a whole lot. There's not a whole lot to be scared of with this person. She's, uh, you know, she she ran in an election and won. Okay, that's not an inherently fascist thing to do. She's been very pra pragmatic. She has coalition partners. She doesn't have a history of 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 doing, he has, she hasn't, doesn't even have the history of telling people, kids with masks to take off their masks. She doesn't have that much autocracy as far as, uh, as far as this profile goes, she, she's pro she's, Ukraine apparently. She's pro Ukraine and pro American. And Chris Caldwell thinks yeah. it's a t it's a terrible contradiction for her to be pro American and anti wokeness because America is the source of wokeness. Yeah. But that's not a that that's easily finessed. You say we're pro American, we're anti wokeness. Uh, he is also upset that she's pro Ukraine, and that might get her into trouble because her coalition partners are not pro Ukraine. Uh, but yeah, but. And she's a fantastic, I mean, she's a fantastic politician in the sense, like Reagan, she doesn't seem harsh and thuggish or authoritarian. 
in addition to being an amazing orator, she seems totally genuine. She doesn't seem, you know, when when Reagan, do you, do you when speak Italian? No, but they're translated. The speeches before Google mm. takes them down, they're translated. Yeah. Uh, the um, uh, when Reagan took power, I remember I said I went to Charlie Peters and say, shouldn't we be worried about him starting a war and doing? Things? And Charlie said, well, but his self-image is he's the nice guy. So that's gonna that's gonna constrain him. Uh, he wants to yeah. be seen as the nice guy. She has similar problems. She's the mom who you know wants the state to reinforce her values and her identity, but she doesn't. Her identity isn't, you know, I'm a thug and I'm going to make the trains run on time. Yeah. I didn't know that much about her. I, I was kidding about the fascism is on the march part. We talked about this last yeah, week. She but she is renounced. She is more or less renounced fascism. Yeah. You know what would have driven you crazy? I was I was listening to, oh wait, our alarm. Okay, so we had vowed, it's actually 49 minutes though, so we have a minute. So tell me what's going to drive me crazy. It won't, uh, if you don't listen to this podcast, but I'll I'll tell you about it and drive you crazy anyway. Uh, It's just this, there's this uh, kind of essence of blob uh, podcast hosted by David Rothkopf. And uh, anyway, they were talking about the Italian thing. And... So, uh, the first guess the, 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 there, you know, and Rothkopf's alarmed. I I'm sure if I looked into it, I'd find some grounds for alarm. I just don't know much about it, but anyway. And so then the, the first person that comment, Corey Shockey from AEI says, uh, something like, you know, I, I just wonder all of the, these, you know, Hungary, uh, you know, Italy, Sweden, you know, these kinds of parties, is it, is it uh, there? Is there some kind of malaise about? Uh, I mean, I haven't looked into it, some kind of malaise about uh, democracy or something like that. You know, the idea being that because because they're worried that this has anti-democratic implications. Ultimately, she's you know she's thinking it's like a protest vote against democracy. And I knew that wouldn't be your explanation, right? No, that's and crazy. Then, it's it's all about immigration with all these. Right. But it, it, it gets worse. OK, but exactly. It gets worse. And then David Rothkopf says, yeah, but, you know, there's one thing that a number of these countries have in common. And I thought we were going to hear the word immigration. And he says, Russia supports. So it's like the scenario. And look, Russia, uh, meaning Russia supports the, these these political movements within them. But and and, and it's true. If they if they if they support Maloney, they're not getting their money's worth because she's anti-Russian. Well, he, that's the exception. I think that's why he said most. But anyway, the point is, I, I, I think it's true that Russia uh, probably does, by and large, support these kinds of things and, and may have done things to help them. But at the same time, it's just a little reminiscent of, oh, the reason Hillary lost was, you know, because right, of very Putin, instead of looking at the actual issues. I mean, there, if you're if you're an Italian, your your immigration situation seems much more existential than it does for us. They're staring at a billion people in Africa who may be displaced by various, you know, uh, you know, crop failures, uh, economic distress. They have a very the, it's one continent where the birth rate has not fallen as much. So there's a huge surplus of people. There are a billion people that could move north. OK, that's not what we're facing at the moment. And uh, and and so it's a huge issue. You know, I anticipated they, this being your feeling, and that's why I said this would have driven you crazy. It's a huge issue that, that even Bill Gates is worried about. 
for, for, for them to be divided between the possibility that it's, it's malaise about democracy and it's the Russians, you know, rigging elections or something. Well, that, I mean, that, the alternative view is that it's the anti-Democrats in the EU and Brussels who are stopping the people from controlling immigration despite vote after vote saying we don't want any more immigration. The EU is determined to cram it down their throat. So uh, I just want you to answer a, one. You question. could say it's, it's a support for democracy against the anti-democratic forces in Brussels. We got to go in a minute. I want you to answer one question first. Am I or am I not good at sensing things that would drive you crazy? That didn't drive me crazy. It just made me think this guy shocked. Uh, you got pretty animated. Little... You got pretty animated. I was about their failure to focus on the actual cause of all this, which I anticipated. I was just making a point. Um, By your standards, that's animated. I'm happy to be animated. I, I, I saw motion. I saw motion on I only, the side of the keyboard. I have, I have, I have, I don't have much coffee left, so I have to be animated. So we vowed because these things have been going so long and because we are really, let's face it, such old and tired men that uh, <laughs> since we are about to, we, since we move on from here to this epic marathon of nonstop mirth and insight known as the Parrot Room, which <laughs> you can get to via patreon.com slash parrot room. And we want to conserve some energy for that. Uh, we decided I would set the alarm for 50 minutes, which I did. It rang. And now, so now we say whatever we're going to say about what we might say in the pair room. I'm not sure I have any, uh, I, I may just freelance at this time. I don't know if I have specific uh, things for the pair room. Okay. Um, uh, well, I have, I'm allowed four things. I have four things. The mm -hmm. Republicans unveiled their contract with America, mm. uh, or their version of the contract of America, called the Commitment to America. I have mm. some. Uh, didn't slightly... you promise to do that last week? And I didn't. Yeah, so, so I, you're I have some okay. critical things to say about it. And Bob, I'm going to unveil the contract with Mickey. Mickey's contract oh. with America. If 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 you if you just wanted to please Mickey, okay. what would you do? Okay, so. Uh, that has 10, 10 points to that. Uh, okay. We had a list of the people you wouldn't want to meet in heaven, the people you really didn't like who set you off, Bob, and you left one out. I'm going to supply the missing name. Uh, well, you're the one who listed them, right? Right. But I, okay. I, I, I listed six of them, and I was six for six, and now I'm going to go seven for seven. So, <laughs> uh, uh, there, I was. Well, no, no fair adding in Applebound. Oh no! Wait, was she on it already? I think she was already there. Okay. Uh, there. Um, I was. Uh, the, there was some point. We. I want to clarify this argument we had about AI. Uh, everybody seems to agree I was wrong. Yet you, yeah. at the end, conceded that I was right. So what's going on? And and there are sort of interesting things to explore, like if what if you programmed AI to want sex, but they can't have sex. Would that would they replicate human human the human <laughs> sex drive or is 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 that impossible to replicate in the abstract? And what would what would two AIs having sex with each other look like anyway? God, maybe um, they can have, maybe they can have sex. That's very scary. All of these are important questions, and we <laughs> okay. will get to the bottom of them. And, I did want and, to pick up on the AI thing because there were some comments in the parrot room that are I think conducive. Uh, to further illumination. Right, right. I, 
I have I I I don't know what I'm talking about. I just want to be informed. Um, and the and the fourth thing I have the fourth thing is I was falsely accused. But even my friends, like little Mickey K, I was falsely accused of confusing Bumble and Rumble, or Rumble and Bumble. Well, let's talk about let's talk as, about as if, Rumble. as if I was an aging geezer who like made mistakes like that. Yeah, let's talk about Rumble uh, because uh, it's a happening thing. It's it's working. The business model is working, unlike, for example, True Social's business model. So Rumble is the is the YouTube alternative for people who want no threat of censorship, basically. And is uh, it working? Their 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 viewership is exploding, although from a low base, presumably, right? Well, I think the the guy who started it uh, got real rich or something. I mean, I right? Know, but it's like it's like or something. They 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 were sold to a SPAC, a special purpose oh, acquisition yeah, company. That's right. And so the guys are rich, but they're rich on paper. It all depends when can they cash in on their riches. There's a lock in period. So Dan Bongino, who who is apparently one of the people at Rumble, well, is we can now talk worth, about this in the parrot room. Is now worth untold riches, but we can't be too jealous of them okay. until he can sell his okay. shares. But I think the idea behind this fifty-minute alarm thing is that after that we talk about what we yeah. will no. talk about in the parrot okay. room, and not well, actually well, do okay. the talking we would do in the parrot room. That's just my sorry. interpretation. I'm just I'm one sorry, guy. Sir. It won't happen again, sir. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of authority I have. Uh, maybe say a little bit about the Wagner Group. Um, oh, Serial Podcast. You know, you heard about him, Mickey. Are you Who? mad at me? Is that why you're not talking? Serial Podcast. What, yeah, remember they let the out famous the podcast Serial? Yeah. Well, they let the guy out. You call him a murderer. Some people. That's are what we'll talk about. Is he the murderer? Is he the murderer? I have no um, idea. I just know some people are skeptical. Okay. So was there anything else you were going to talk about? Uh, I've, I've, listed, I've, I've listed my four. You're, you're just the one. You're coming okay, up. Do you want to talk short. AI, Rumble, Wagner Group? Uh, the seventh person you don't want to meet in heaven. We have, there are also some other substantive things. The electoral well, let's count. Talk about is, you, the, let's talk about the people you don't want to meet in heaven. That's what we'll do. People, Mickey doesn't want to meet. There's heaven. nobody okay. I don't want to meet in heaven. Uh, ah, I will challenge this claim. So, okay. yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. There's a name on the tip of your tongue, right? Yes. Well, whose name is that? I'm saving it for the parrot room, Bob. You're not, <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about these things. <laughs> Jesus. I see my counseling has had impact. As always. It's a it's a it's a painful anal bees you've inserted that are like every time I threaten to say something I should say in the parrot I'm I'm like jolted. Yeah, let's talk about it's the like anal that bees. like that chess guy. Yeah, the chess guy who who we think cheated They're, via via anal beads. Yo, know, can't they? Oh wait, that's a parrot room question about anal beads. Don't uh, don't always save the good anal beads question for the parrot room. Do the bad ones in public. Okay. Patreon.com slash fair room. Uh, and if I can find the button to click, uh, your suffering will soon. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Oh, we're going to hear from the parrot? Okay. What would the parrot look like if he was subject to painful anal beads? <clears throat> what would the parrot uh, look I like? I got to stall while Mickey, Mickey fixes the parrot. Subject to painful anal beads. Subject to painful anal beads. 
It's even better than that in the pair room itself, folks. <laughs>